Again, good morning. Sorry about that. I, this speaker wasn't not working. I'm not sure what's wrong. It's probably one of the amps are bad, but I'll try to speak louder so you could hear me the best you can. <clears throat> um, as we look at these scriptures today, there's kind of a theme in all of the scriptures, and, and what it is is God wants us to reflect on original sin. And what is original sin? I think sometimes we hear that word original sin, and it's kind of like distant, and it kind of seems like, okay, what does that mean? You know, we, it's like a theological term or word. But I'd like to reflect, at least these scriptures today, want us to kind of expose maybe within our attitudes or within the way we approach people or the way we approach ourselves or situations and circumstances that kind of expose how we use a lot of energy that is inefficient in the spiritual realm. We use a lot of energy, spiritually speaking, that <clears throat> does rob us of, of, of what God wants for us. And it's wasting energy in a spiritual sense. So this first reading said from wisdom, let us beset the just one because he is obnoxious to us. Does anyone know anyone that's obnoxious to you? <laughs> Do you know anybody that is obnoxious that you just don't like or you can't stand being around them? Now, <clears throat> it's important for us all to not just dismiss the obnoxious people. Often there's something we can learn about ourselves when we don't run from those who are obnoxious, okay? There's something we can learn about ourselves because sometimes people that are obnoxious are saying things that are true. Maybe they're not saying them in the most polite ways or the best of ways, but someone who's obnoxious, you know, there are those who speak the truth to us that <clears throat> we really don't wanna hear the truth, right? All of us in some way or another, we struggle with truth, right? That's the journey of conversion, is to become more and more one with Jesus on the cross. To be one and one, to be more and more one with the Lord as we give our lives to him. And that process is surrendering to the truth of the gospel, surrendering to Christ as he gives himself to us, as we give ourselves to him, okay? Now, it says here, let's beset the just one because he's obnoxious to us. He sets himself against our doings. So people who are obnoxious to us or people we don't like necessarily, these people sometimes, they're against what we do or we don't like what they're saying or how they're thinking or how they're approaching us because they're not doing what we're doing, right? And so the first lesson I think we can learn today is don't just dismiss people don't just dismiss someone because you don't find them easy to talk to or, or difficult to be with. Pay attention, like, what, what can I learn about myself by the people that I struggle with? <clears throat> what can I learn about myself through the people I struggle with? Because there's a lot to learn. Now again, why are you at church this morning? Because you believe, we believe, that there's more to life than just the material world. We believe that there's more to this life than just what we see with our human eyes, what we touch with our hands, 
what we hear with our human ears and our, 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 what we see with our eyes, there's more to it. <clears throat> we believe in another realm. Who here, who here wants to be successful? I think everybody, right? Why would you want to be failure? You want to be successful. Who here wants to be number one? We all do. You got to pray for our Huskers. <laughs> who wants to be number one? We all do. Everyone wants to be number one. Who wants to, again, be successful? We all do. That's written into us. <clears throat> Being successful is a good thing. Being number one is a good thing. My point, though, is this. <clears throat> God wants us to be successful. God wants us to be number one. But being successful as a Christian disciple doesn't always mean you come out successful in the world we live. Being successful as a Christian disciple doesn't mean you're always going to be number one in this world. We look at the cross. Jesus on the cross was considered a failure. Everyone just walked away. Oh, look, see, he wasn't God. He's dead. Up. He's dying up on the cross. He's, he's not God. Look, he failed at his mission. It's over. He's crucified. So do you see how we have to make a distinction between Christian success and worldly success? Do you see the importance of understanding that God wants us to be number one? God wants us to be successful. But God doesn't want us being just satisfied with worldly success alone. So God's inviting us all to think about these things. Now, going to our second reading, he's talking about, this is from the book of James, chapter 3. He's talking about where jealousy and selfish ambition exist. There's disorder and every foul practice. So I'd like to talk just briefly about jealousy and ambition. It goes back to being number one, being successful. You see, if you're successful, I can be jealous of you. I can be envious that you're successful and I'm not. So I allow my happiness to be determined by you. When I let you have enough power over me to rob me of my life, rob me of my happiness, because I'm not as good as you, or I don't have as much as you, or I'm not happy. How many have been envious of others that are happy when you're not happy? Have you ever been, did you ever feel like jealous that somebody's so free and joyful, and you're not? You're walking around, moping around, and someone else is happy and joyful, and you just, down inside, you're like, I mean, I wish they weren't as happy. <laughs> I wish they weren't as joyful. Don't let people take your joy from you as a Christian. We don't let people bring us down. We as a church bring people up. Don't settle for sadness, but being Christian means taking somebody and lifting them up. Lifting them up, giving them joy, giving them peace, giving them strength, giving them grace, hope. So I can be sad when you're successful. That person is looking for worldly success. 
When we're saddened by another brother or sister or person's happiness or success, we are not oriented properly. We're focused too much on comp competing with each other. We're focused too much on, you're better than me right now. So what do we do? We kick in selfish ambition. I have to climb up higher so that I look better than you, so that I'm stronger than you, so that I have more than you. So here's a good determiner of how healthy you are spiritually. Do you celebrate the successes of others? Do you celebrate other people's gifts? Do you celebrate other people's talents? Do you celebrate other people? That's the way of Christian success. I'm not focused on me. I'm focused on you. I'm focused on others. Was Jesus ever thinking about himself? No, Jesus never thought about himself. Jesus didn't think about himself. You know why? He was free to forget himself. Why was Jesus free to forget himself? Because he knew the Father and his love for him. When you know God's love for you, you don't need to worry about yourself because God is worried about you. God has you. God's taking care of you. Name one kid in here that's worried about them. They're paying the bills. Name one child in the pews that's worried about uh, what their next thing is on their schedule. Children are not worried because they let mom and dad worry. <laughs> they let parents worry, right? So God is saying to you and I, I'm your father. I'm inviting you to Christian success. I'm inviting you to be number one, because here's the truth. You are number one in God's eyes. You guys, we are, each one of you, we are number one in God's eyes. You don't need to get higher, you already are higher. But if you're living in the world, you're gonna always be comparing yourself to others, and you're gonna always be struggling with celebrating other people's successes because you're not successful right now as they are successful. But why don't we support each other, build each other up? Find someone this week that you can celebrate. Spend more money on somebody else this week than you. This week, take someone to coffee, take someone to breakfast. Write a card to somebody. Find somebody to celebrate this week. Find someone else that you can build up this week. Now, there's a part of you and I that likes this, and let's be honest, there's a part of us that doesn't like this. We would call that the old self and the new self. The new me wants to live this way. The old me's questioning, suspicious. That's not gonna work. You can't really do that. Because we live in this world, you have to live like this world. I'm not saying that having things in this world is bad, but I'm saying is, why do we have things in this world? What are we doing with the things we have in this world? How are we building up the God's kingdom? Because the world, guys, listen, the world, the, the world you believe in is how you're gonna live. So do you believe in this world, that this is it? Because that means all your resources are gonna be invested in this world and success in this world and being number one in this world. 
If you believe in the world to come, the kingdom of God, that doesn't mean you have to give everything up in this world, but it's going to determine how you use the things of this world for the next world. How are you building your treasures in heaven rather than just on earth? The scripture says, don't build your house on shifty sand. You might say, don't build your success on the shifting market, the stocks, the market. Nothing wrong with having stocks, good, prepare for retirement, all that. But don't build your happiness in life on the shifty sands of this passing world. Build your house on solid ground. Build your house on God and his love for you, on his kingdom for you and for me. The kingdom of God is here, right? He says another place, right? Build your treasures in heaven where moths and thieves can't come in and steal and take away from you. Build your treasures in heaven. Be number one. You are number one for God. You are successful with God, in God, when you do what? How was Jesus successful? Look here. Jesus was successful by taking up the cross. Christian success at its heart is taking up your cross daily and following Jesus. What is the cross? It's forgetting about self and living for others. It's loving as God loves. It's a willingness to give to those who can never give back to you. I would invite everyone again, find a few people this week that can't give you anything and give to them. Give to them. Bless them. Be a blessing this week to people that can't bless you back. But what you'll find is you'll actually be more blessed when you find those people that can't give you what you might need or what you might have. Give to them. And I would invite everybody to take a step beyond your, what you're comfortable giving. Give more. Give more than you're comfortable giving. Time, talents, treasure. Give more than you're comfortable giving. Adoration. This is a healing, guys. You know why we don't we have a challenge with adoration in our hearts and our minds because adoration is not designed for worldly success adoration is designed to help you achieve heavenly success otherworldly but i don't have time why because you're using your time to find success in this world why do we struggle being with people that can't give to us or that don't do what we want to do because it's our selfish ambition. We gotta climb higher. We gotta get more. We gotta have this, we gotta have that. And I just wanna challenge us today in these scriptures today. What does Jesus do? Listen to this gospel, guys. Jesus is announcing to his disciples, the Son of Man will be handed over to men, and they're gonna kill him. And three days later, he's gonna rise from the dead. Pretty big statement, wouldn't you say? If you're with Jesus and he's like, I'm going to be handed over, I'm going to be killed, and I'm going to rise from the dead. There's not even much talk about it. It's almost as if it, they didn't even hear what he said. The very few next lines, Jesus says, what were you guys talking about when we were along the way? And they got quiet. Then it says, they have been discussing among themselves who is the greatest. Again, one apostle's jealous because this apostle has better gifts than this apostle, and they're all bickering back and forth. What's the greatest apostle? Who's the greatest apostle? 
That's like you and I getting wrapped up and wasting our spiritual energy on who's better, who has more, who has this, who has that. And then we're competing against each other, causing division. Rather than that, then we start climbing higher, and then we hope that other people aren't as successful as we are because we got to keep our status, we got to keep our level of confidence in me. But it's all about me. It's not about Jesus. It's about me keeping my status, keeping my level, and I'm always worried about who are those out there that are catching me. You see, we, we compete a lot, and the apostles were doing the same thing. Do you realize when we're jealous, we are giving other people power to rob us of happiness? If I'm jealous of you, I'm actually giving you power to take my happiness. Because I want to be better than you. I have to be better than you. I have to have this. I have to have that. And when I'm ambitious, I'm focused on me. Which I'll never get to a place where I could say I'm happy in this world because it's, it's a joke. It's a lie. There's no way you're going to attain. I mean, anyone that you talk to that has anything they want will tell you it's not all what it's meant to be. So why are we here this morning? Look which way you're facing. You're all facing the altar. You're facing here, because this is how we want to orient our life. We want to orient our life around Jesus Christ and his cross, his sacrifice. We, we give our lives to Jesus to be Christian disciples, to be successful for the glory of God. To be number one is to take up your cross to follow Jesus. Now, what does Jesus do when the apostles are asking who's the greatest? He calls a little kid over. Children are non-threatening to us. If I called a little kid up here to sing and they came up and sang, even if they sound horrible, what would you guys do? You'd all clap. Why would you clap? Because you're just wanting that little kid to know and celebrate that little kid and celebrate their gifts and their courage to get up here and even sing. You're celebrating this child. Jesus called a child in the midst of them and said, if you want to be the greatest in heaven, be like this child. What does that mean? It means that we all, we all, all of us have to be childlike. See, a child in that day and even today in some sense, they have no status in this world in the sense of they don't earn money. They're utterly dependent on their mom and dad and anyone that's taking care of them. So my point is, is why does Jesus call a child over and say, this is the greatest? He puts his arm around the child, it says, and he says, whoever receives one child such as this in my name receives me. Children can't do anything for you. They can't earn you money. They can't pay your bills. They can't do anything, but they simply are little kids. Yet, there's a part of us that wants what they got. We want that childlike heart. We want that freedom. Who wants to be free? Who wants to be alive? Who wants to be successful? I would say all of us. But see what's happened. The world's taken your desire to be number one. The world's taken your desire to be successful. And the world's taught you and said to you, you have to do it this way. And God says, no, no, no. He says, bring that little child up here. This child knows the secret to happiness. 
A child trusts. A child is free. A child is dependent. Those sound like weaknesses in the world. They're not weaknesses. Those are strengths in the spiritual realm. So I encourage you today, again, this week, find a few people that you can invest in. Again, if you haven't signed up for adoration, I challenge you, I challenge you to invest in the next world. Invest where you'll spend eternity. Invest in the kingdom. Spend an hour of adoration. Take time each week to build your treasures in heaven. And this is what God's inviting his church all over the earth today to do, all of you. You're being invited to waste time with God, to waste time with people you love, to waste time. And I say waste time because there's a part of us that sees adoration as a waste of time. There's a part of us that sees, that's why people don't come to church sometimes. It's a waste of time. I have other things I need to do. Okay, it is a waste of time if my goal is success in this world. It is a waste of time if my goal is achieving numero uno in this world because I got to use all my energy. I got to use all my strength to keep up with the Joneses. I have to do this. Guys, do you understand why we get anxious and depressed? Do you know why we have heaviness on us? Because we're trying to find success in this world, but we're not made for this world. We're made for God. Why do our, our little girls grow up thinking they got to look like this person on this magazine or that magazine, and they are, are purging, they're eating, they're purging, they're, there's kids cutting themselves, there's kids in all this pain and all this hurt, because they're trying to find success and happiness in the world. But let's listen to this. God so loved the world, he sent his only son, Jesus. Jesus is coming down onto this altar to tell you, you are number one to me. Do you guys care about that? Do you care that God says you're number one? You're my number one. I love you. See, a part of us is like, oh, that's a nice thought, Father. Let's, let's move on to the next thought. You, you're missing it. You are number one to me, God's saying. You're special. You're the apple of my eye. I love you. I need you to hear that. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. You're number one to me. Come here. I love you. Let me hold you. Let me strengthen you. Because as you go out these church doors, the world's going to tell you again that life's about success here, that life's about being number one here. And God's saying, why do you waste energy trying to earn what I've already given you? I've given you life eternal. I've given my son. I give you my love. Children, come to me. Jesus says, come to me. You who are burdened and heavy burdened and laden with stresses and anxieties and fears, come to me. Let me give you rest. Let me give you healing. So as we continue Mass, I'd like you to think about a few people or be open to being intentional disciples. Be intentional this week about finding people. Don't let them come to you. Search them out. Don't wait, Father said, when they come to me. No, you search them out. He searches you out. We search others out. Search out those you can bless this week. Even if it inconveniences you, 
even if it's an obnoxious person. Search them out, seek them out. Be willing this week to enter the death so you can enter the resurrection. When you walk out of church, look at Jesus on that back wall. He's smiling, he's blessing you. He says, get out there and be a blessing to someone this week. Go make a disciple this week.